I mean, you can't really sugarcoat that's that as a subject. Um, <laughs> and he opened just with this big black slide with white text on it. It just said capitalism. Um, so it got the attention of everyone, I think. <laughs> Hello, welcome to another episode of Off Script. Today we are talking about FFConf. I think we're okay. How's my hair look? Your hair looks lovely, Josh. Thank you. <laughs> have you been conditioning it since you've been back from FFConf? I have. <laughs> I have. I've been looking after my hair, uh, especially well after FFConf. Yeah, uh, just with. Blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a tough week. It's only Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, it feels like Friday. It really already. does. It really does. Um, how's your week going? Yeah, good. It, it, yeah, over the hump. So, yeah, um, lots of debugging and, yeah, upgrading stuff this nice. week so far. But, yeah, we're getting there. Brilliant. Got some big launches coming. So, nice. What are the big ones? Um, launching a browser. Nice. Uh, to the App Store and Play Store. Casually, as yeah. you do. Um, and a few other bits and bobs, some some big shoe brand stuff going out. Nice. Yeah. Well, there's only a few of them, so I can't mention, speculate who that can't mention which one. Um, yeah, yeah no, that'd be really good. What about you? Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I've been recovering from FFConf, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> uh, as well as having a really busy week at, um, with client work with Logically. So it's been been quite full on. Nice. Um, but no, it was um, it was amazing. I went down to FFConf last week. Um, I went down on a Thursday, hung out at the kind of pre-conf social and met some some people, um, which was lovely. Nice. Um, so yeah. you're trying to gather speakers for the next all day, hey, aren't you? Yeah, I promised Remy I wasn't there just to hoover your fantastic <laughs> speaker selection up. Um, but no, it's nice to, it's always nice to go to different conferences and be inspired, obviously, and try and think about the kinds of talks that you want to program for the next conference. So um, yeah. it gave me, you know, we, we did the roundup for Beyond Telerand. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was just really, it was really nice to go and just see how Remy does it. I've been um, been months before in 2019, before COVID and everything. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to come with you, but quite a busy time with launches. But yeah, I saw Remy's Game Boy oh thing, which is absolutely incredible. So... And it's such a Remy thing to do, it seems as well. Like yeah. he, he's been hacking these Game Boys for a while and buying old Game Boys and reconditioning them. And um, it seems like a real labor of love for him. Um, yeah. So when he gifted these Game Boys that were preloaded with a FFConf game with the speakers in. So in, cool. So cool. <laughs> and then uh, and during the, the speakers' faces in as well. Yeah. In the Game Boy well, game. I don't yeah. even know where the fuck you'd start if you're <laughs> making a Game Boy game. Um, yeah. But he, he did such a good, a good job of it. And also, you could then play this game on the web. So everyone um, could go to fconf.org slash game, I think it was. Nice. And you can literally play the Game Boy game in your browser with, with your keys or if you're on desktop and everything. It's awesome. Just cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, makes me feel shit about our speaker I, packs. <laughs> I want to sack it all up and make Game Boy games now. Can we do that? Yeah, I think I'm keen. <laughs> yeah. All day, hey, Game Boy game. Yeah. If you want to commission that, yeah, just pay me in beer. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> or we just get Remy to do it. Yeah, he's obviously a pro at it. Um, <laughs> but no, it was just re it was really nice. Um, met some lovely people um, who I've never like seen in real life before, but I have known on on that dying platform we know as Twitter. Yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, met met Stu Robinson, Hayden. I met um, in in person. I met Amy Hoop, which was great. Um, nice. And and yeah, Dave um, as well, who runs um, State of the Browser. So. Amazing. I had some lovely beers with them the night before. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't too um, 
foggy on the actual conference day or do you know what i think i cooked it just about right <laughs> nice <laughs> um, which was a nice change for me yeah um, that's good but i went and met um Cheetan and matt um who run a regular ff conf pre-conf run oh nice um and it was um it was great it was only actually me that turned up <laughs> right. um but it was really nice to meet them and, and to chat to them and and we end up doing a well i end up doing a 10 10k before the conference oh amazing which was an unbelievable surprise to me yeah um, and yeah we just went down the promenade uh, which was a really oh, nice lovely. way to start the day yeah i would not have been able to do that <laughs> well I, I started thinking i couldn't be asked but we got you know we were chatting as we were running and um just talking about you know what they do and what i do and yeah it's just again you always the beauty of these sorts of conferences you're always meeting people um wherever you are really nice it's great uh, reinvent in a few weeks there is a 5k and a 7k down the strip oh, i wow. think which i'll try and get on but that'd be I, good yeah see if the temptations <laughs> of vegas uh, stop you from getting i know them. that's the problem with vegas isn't it you don't know what time of day it is everything's oxygen pumping into it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the that's the challenge yeah well, so you're, go you're going there in a few weeks are you? a few weeks yeah a week and a half i think yeah Amazing. and then yeah because um, five days of nerding out on cloud stuff and the beauty is in some ways you're not speaking this year so you can just soak up all the talks and relax a bit yes yeah. which is great and try and memorize another 20 amazon product names <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which uh, surely there's enough products now you need a cheat sheet <laughs> i always feel like when i open the aws console and i click on the menu that is your cheat sheet isn't it? yeah i so think they've things. given up now and they just started calling it what it is like <laughs> yeah. aws search thing <laughs> they're not even coming up with names anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean to be fair at least you know what they do yeah so. that's true um, so how was the first talk Did you so yeah so um the first talk was really really good it was by florence okoi um it's called designing as we want to create the experiences that we need and it was just a really nice um opener to the, th the thing about conferences is you've got to really plan the programming of the day and, yep. and you've got to get the energy right on the talks and and remy nailed it on this one um so yeah this was just about um the design justice framework and generally just talking about designing experiences uh, and one of the things that stood out to me was um, this thing called the design justice framework okay uh, which is really cool um, because it talks about who is it who is the thing that you're designing for um, who might be harmed by the thing that you're creating yeah um, and who will benefit from the thing that you're creating oh nice um, so it just makes sure that you're thinking about any sort of biases and racism yeah things like exactly that. just um i guess just thinking really consciously about about all eventualities of what you're building um you know we talk um we're going to talk uh, about the um about gpt3 in the next episode um and i think it's really in, important for things like that too because the the knock-on effect of technology you're building with the power of technology like gpt3 is it can be abused right yeah absolutely yeah um and yeah, we'll only see more and more of that, especially as Twitter starts to crumble. I'm sure there'll be even more bots on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, Justice Design Framework sounds like a helpful thing to do during the design and implementation. Yeah, definitely. It was a really, really good talk. And um, one of the one of the quotes that I took away from it was that most people do care about issues like privacy, security, algorithmic bias, and systemic racism, but they might be using a different language from us to talk about that. Yeah. So it was talking very much about People are probably really aware of these things, but they don't articulate it in the same way that you do. Um, you might use different language, but ultimately we can't assume that people are necessarily trying to be 
harmful from the outset. I think sometimes they might just be describing the problem that you're trying to solve in a different way. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, which was really interesting. It definitely made me think um, quite a lot about everything, uh, particularly with logically that we're doing at the moment. Um, you know, we're, we're building quite powerful technology to understand missing disinformation you know and, and we talk about this a lot um inside the company about the ethics of it and the morality of it and yeah it's just a really interesting opener to the day really amazing um so before i forget i need to shout out so it's not just remy that organizes fconf julie is his wife um and oh nice together they do an amazing job i think julie does sorry remy most of the hard work <laughs> <laughs> well he's too busy with the game boys right so. exactly he's, just, he's like sorry i can't help with that i'm, I'm building game yeah, boys. i'm not playing pokemon i'm actually working <laughs> yeah this is work um but no so julie julie and remy make an amazing kind of team um it's really cool that they they always bring the kids to the events actually um one of the one of the kids was helping this year um, oh nice so trying to get some free labor going <laughs> amazing um but no it's really nice to see it's a, it's a family effort and, and julie does an amazing job of kind of setting a lot of the th things up around the day and then remy obviously looks at the speakers and everything so nice. um but yes yeah, so that first talk was a really nice opener um and then it went very heavily into <laughs> hayden's talk hayden pickering's yeah. talks this was on capitalism the web and you wasn't it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean you can't really sugarcoat that's that as a subject um <laughs> And he opened just with this big black slide with white text on it. It just said capitalism. Um, so it got the attention of everyone, <laughs> I think. Um, and it started to talk very much around, you know, capitalism as, as a system uh, and capitalism as how it kind of works and affects us working in the web as well as generally how it, how it works. Um, so talked a lot about capitalism um, plus labor equals more capital how how labor is a really important part of this and how labor is ob obviously exploited quite commonly in this system yeah um to make more money but obviously to then uh, at the disadvantage of other people yeah um which was very interesting yeah contribute to the organization rather than yourself and exactly yeah. Yeah. And then everyone gets laid off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, he, he, you know, he, he was quite respectful in the way that he tackled this because obviously it is quite a sensitive subject yeah. um, and talked a lot about the destruction of value in the capitalist system um, and talked a lot about exploitation. So talked very much about the definition of exploitation, talked about slavery, um, really difficult subjects to tackle, actually. Yeah. Well, the gig economy is only a hop, step and a jump for me. From, mm. Like it's not it's not abiding by the general rules of employment really usually like people no. are getting way under minimum wage and juggling lots of things and it's very sporadic and you could be waiting around for something um, yeah pretty much yeah it's not it's just to serve the corporation isn't it rather than yeah the, the individual yeah which is you know it's it's interesting and, and i think at this time when we're facing a really um sensitive and scary time in technology you know e economically there's a lot of things going on at the moment you know we're seeing mass layoffs um, not just in the us and not with huge employers like meta and twitter and so on we're seeing it across the board and it is concerning to see how um some of the things are going so i think it's a really valuable thing to talk about um obviously it seems like we have to be careful about where we talk about that because elon Musk, for example doesn't particularly like people talking about yeah. it on twitter yeah. Um, so while you may think you work for a tech company, there might be a, a sort of an abuse underbelly, like I don't know hmm. if Deliveroo, what their riders and yeah, I, I guess they they think they're relatively good. I mean, you know, it, 
Uber's been under fire in the past with with yeah. exploitation of drivers, um, un, unsafe working conditions in terms of the hours they're expected to work and so on. Yeah, I think due to many different reasons, probably unions <laughs> more than anything, yeah. um, that they're getting better. But it was a really it was a really good talk to kind of re-centralize everyone's focus on the ethics of the industry and and the treatment of people by employers. Um, yeah. You know, he definitely focused on that this is def a well-paying industry and we, we recognize that. But equally, um, if there's a lot of money somewhere, that money has to come from somewhere. And yeah. often it doesn't necessarily come from a genuine source. Yeah, so a very good point. Yeah, and it, you mentioned NFTs as a result of that. Which NFTs. <laughs> well, all that can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, well, that's essentially what he said. Um, he, he talked about NFTs being obviously a lot of, a lot of bullshit, um, but also, you know, perception of value in nfts and and all that sort the, of stuff. the bottom's fallen out of all that definitely yeah well he 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 went quite out there with an example um <clears throat> he uh, he used a he used a an image of spongebob squarepants as patrick um sitting on squid's face oh um, nice as an example of his nft um okay which were, it, it caught the attention of the room let's say yeah um he used some terminology I'd never heard before, <laughs> um, but yeah, <laughs> which is too colourful for the podcast. Even if I've just used all the swear words in the past ones. <laughs> yeah, you know Hayden's uh, Hayden's presentational style is fantastic, and you really do need to to watch Hayden's talk. Um, I'm sure it'll be released uh, at some point. But yeah, in general, he his the way he delivers you know information is really really kind of attention grabbing and, and it really gets the point and, and his delivery is just so slick and smooth um you, you know i really did appreciate that and um nice yeah and, and also he 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 used um he used kind of css <laughs> um browser support for certain pieces of functionality as like a lightener between so he'd be talking <laughs> about capitalism one minute he'd be like ah and now accent colors are, are supported in all major browsers so it was, <laughs> oh, nice. it was really <laughs> that's pretty cool yeah it got it got a fair few laughs to be honest um so that was really good Nice. Um, so yeah, after Hayden, um, Lex Lofthouse did a really great talk on design for developers. Um, I I love really nicely designed things. Yeah, um, as anyone does really. Um, uh, yeah. But with um, with the new Hay Presents site, I took a lot of time to try and get the typography, the blend of content versus visuals right, and to try and really pay attention to spacing and and try and make the content as accessible as possible. Nice. And um, Lex's talk kind of didn't just focus on this. It was basically about design tips for devs, but um, talked a lot about font pairings and font sizing and spacing tips and being more conscious about how you're placing content and how that can be interpreted by different people. Amazing. Really good. Yeah, I do like the content tailored towards devs. Like Tailwind, Adam has written a great a great book about how you present data and all that kind of stuff for applications uh, but it's very much focused towards devs getting good at it rather than designers and it's yeah definitely a good read because if you you know if you look at the progression of um, design systems and generally how devs have designed you know we had bootstrap which was amazing yeah but if you look at the early days of bootstrap there wasn't much association with here's a component and here's how it probably should be used properly um, and as a result of that, you get these horrendously designed interfaces by devs, um, which me and you probably both don't Yeah, know. well, we use design by dev as a derogatory term in Parallax, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for some ropey admin area. That, yeah. Yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah, and 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 I yeah, I've I've definitely been uh, very much involved in the creation of horrendous <laughs> interfaces <laughs> like that. 
Um, so I'll put a select drop down here and a submit button. That'll be fine, won't it? Yeah. No, that's awful. <laughs> the usage is clear. Everyone will understand how to use that. Oh dear, it's deleted something. <laughs> um, so no, it's really cool. Um, you know, one of the examples that um, she gave was around um, a, a listing on a on a, a real estate website. Um, so she started with an example of a listing with the guide price of the property and how many bedrooms and so on. Just showed how you could make that more visually. Um, appealing and, and visually understandable so nice. you know looking at the real key data that you want to emphasize the most look at image treatment things like that um was really good uh took a good example as well of like a, a hero image a call out you know what's the most what's the biggest action you want your user to to do on this page yeah and start to really look at the kind of design that you want to to get those outcomes awesome so that, that was really good. cool um so next up, we had uh, had Sophie Kunin, uh, whose talk was just a nostalgic trip from through time. It was amazing. So it was called "This Talk Is Under Construction: A Love Letter to the Personal Website." Nice, and it was so good. I miss the under construction gifts and things that you used <laughs> yeah. to put on your GeoCity sites. <laughs> yeah, well, she did. Um, I've not shown you these slides actually, but she did her talk um, in in this kind of setup of an old browser. Nice, um, and the under construction um, gift did play, uh, oh, play, play love part it. in that, uh, which was really like good. A little roadwork sign. And it was so someone good. digging. <laughs> yeah, I mean. They were the good days, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so it was really about um, building your own website and really to get back into the beauty of a space that you control, you create, um, you know, especially with what we're seeing with Twitter at the moment. Yeah. We we're plowing a lot of time and effort into putting our thoughts somewhere, but we don't really own the, the place that it exists in. Yeah. And um, obviously what we're seeing right now is the very real threat of that being taken away from us and losing that archive of content. Um, because is Medium still owned by Twitter? I don't know, but I imagine that'll probably go the same way. That if, would be bad yeah. if it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I can't remember, but I, I think lots of people are going to be setting up personal blogs now. Well, that's the beautiful thing from you know from seeing Sophie's talk and then seeing where it's gone over the last few days. People are starting to really panic. Everyone's getting on Mastodon. Um, more and more people are now creating personal websites. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the electricity costs going up, you could host it from your own house as well, couldn't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which Bring is... the distri distributed nature of the web, like really? without the NFT blockchain bollocks, <laughs> <laughs> just the normal distributed <laughs> bit, you yeah. know, where you distribute it without any blockchain. Uh, but then um, obviously you've got to ignore the cost of living crisis yeah. and everything like that. So. Yeah. So obviously just put it in, all in one place. Put it in Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she was talking very much about the modern web is not really for um, creators, it's for consumers. Um, yeah. and, and it's a really good point. You know, uh, she had this really great slide that was just like websites equals business, um, <laughs> which was brilliant because, you know, we spend a lot of times a lot of time in our day jobs building things for, for money yeah. um that's that's generally fine that's how it works um but also she wanted to kind of reinvigorate people on the joy of creating a personal website in a space that you own and control um and it was just a really great talk she was talking about building a website is a radical act in this day and age yeah uh, which i really enjoyed and she went through some really great examples of um of websites out there that you can you can go and get inspiration from cool design ideas cool ideas of just you know things that uh, inspire you really nice which was great and um yeah she just basically said get weird build weird shit build stuff that's not supported in every browser because it doesn't matter it's your personal site experiment you know yeah. it's a good shout really good um 
so yeah, and she quoted Neo Cities as well, which was important. <laughs> um, she was, it's time we took back our personalities from these sterilized, lifeless, monetized, data mine, monitored addiction machines and let our creativity flourish again. Nice, like Ling's cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was it was a really great, really great talk. Um, Love it. I really enjoyed it. So check that out. That's, it almost inspired me to make my, if I had any time, make my own website. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, it, it it definitely left me with the itch to go and tinker it more. Um, you know, we've got I've got the stack website, but I, I don't really I've not I've not really improved it much in a while, and I really really want to get back to that. So, yeah, get um get yourself a domain name, buy yourself a domain name first first side project um, task of anything. Yeah, and then ignore it and then ignore until it. the renewal email comes through, <laughs> <laughs> and then feel that overwhelming guilt that you've done nothing with it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so the the after I think this might have been after um, after lunch uh, went and had some amazing chicken wings. Oh, oh nice. my god! Um, this place opposite um, the Duke um, of York's picture house called the Joker, and it was amazing. These like deep fried wings, oh amazing, with like sauces on them and chips. Why didn't you bring any back? Because I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I felt rather snoozy in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, you need someone to just sort of kick you out of it. Yeah, and then so you had Lily. Yes, uh, Lily's talk was really amazing. I, I kind of missed the start of it, sadly, because of... Digesting so, chicken wings. Digesting chicken wings. <laughs> well, sadly, one of the problems was that the chicken wings took a very long time to to come. Um, yeah. So I did miss the start That's of Lily's no talk. no excuse. Yeah, no. Um, but no, I felt really bad because I, I genuinely do hate missing the start of a talk and, and it's not very respectful. So um, when I finally got a seat, um, this was just a really, really cool talk about the comparisons from using yarn when i said when i saw programming with yarn i thought it meant the package manager yeah and i thought oh god how's this gonna go everybody hates package managers <laughs> yeah um but no it was really good so this was about literal yarn as in like the yarn that you knit and so oh, okay which was really cool um and it was just about the the comparisons between and there's loads of really amazing programmer to yarn puns like we're going to have to deal with multi-threading now and things yeah, like that. I like that. it. And yeah. I was absolutely loving that. <laughs> um, so is this like, what, the electric yarn or what? So start talking about how we'd like bridge the gap a little bit. So how you'd literally program things like a loom. Um, so one of the great examples that she gave was um, using Lego to build a What's it called? What's the Lego brand called where you can you can literally invent whatever? Technics. Yeah, Technics. Yeah. So someone had built a loom out of Technics. Nice. <laughs> and it was really cool because it was knitting this really beautiful, uh, elaborate um, pattern uh, on a square of um, material. Um, and then started talking about the techniques used to sew and uh, or sew to knit or sew. I can't remember if they're the same thing, so apologies uh, if I got this wrong. Um, but talking about different methods to like create um, patterns and yeah, then went into how there's lots of similarities between that and, and programming and talked about in the early days, some of the looms used programmatic patterns like punch cards to sew patterns onto um, jumpers and stuff. Oh, nice. Um, so start us to talk about all, all the kind of similarities between that. She also used Dali to generate um, some of her slides, which is really cool. Awesome. Um, a human a human computer crocheting was her example of Dali. <laughs> and it basically created something that looked like Morph, if you remember Morph. Yeah, from the yeah. Days. 
Um, but that was really cool. But no, I, sadly, because I missed some of the talk, I didn't get the full context. So I'd be doing an injustice if I, if I tried to summarize it. But all I can say, it was really cool. There was loads of hat tips to um, famous female um, kind of inventors and creators like Ada Lovelace. And yeah, it was just yeah. it was just really good. Awesome. Um, so I'm big fan of punch cards as well. Oh, I, if, if the, I'm sure the videos will be released. If they do and they're available publicly, you need to watch it because I'm going to watch it back and actually understand what she was on about because it was super interesting. I just didn't have the context from the opening five minutes to really catch it. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so the one after that was um, Natalia Wanischek, uh, who was talking about working towards a greener world from behind the keyboard. Um, and again, you know, with, with the flow of talks, it was just a really well-placed talk, um, got people's attention after, after lunch. Um, and, and this was really about green engineering, but also trying to contrast that with some of the wider things that we're, we're seeing at the moment. So, um, her opening slide was, we only have 10 years left, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, and, and we've, we've really not got long to turn around you know a lot of the things that we're doing to the earth and, and a lot of the irreversible damage we're doing to the earth so she did open with a content warming saying this is not going to be enjoyable yeah <laughs> um but sometimes you know you need a talk that really hits you in the face and tells you the, the truth of what's going on um and i think a tech talk is a really good place to do that a tech conference is a good place to do that because we as creators are very responsible for what we do yeah yeah maybe using ai and blockchain is not most green and responsible thing to do exactly yeah exactly so she i think i don't think she called out nfts and blockchain directly um because it's such an easy <laughs> yeah easy punch bag. Um, but almost but yeah she focused a lot on, on green engineering and and things like that but also talked a lot about our general usage as consumers and how that really impacts things so um, the most recent seven years for example from 2015 to 2021 were the warmest on record um, music streaming accounted to 200 to 350 million kilograms of greenhouse gas emissions. Oh, wow. Which is crazy when you think about it. That sounds like a lot. I yeah. don't really know what that amount is. Though, yeah, like how yeah. can you quantify it? Um, I think one of, the th one of the examples she gave was something about the energy usage of Germany or something right. over the course of a year. I okay. think I might be misquoting that, but it was something crazy like that. And you just think, wow, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, Things like streaming on Spotify eight hours a day for 21 working days emits as much CO2 per month as driving 20 miles in a car. Wow. Um, which I didn't think 20 miles is that much, but actually when you think about it, it's quite a lot. That's like halfway to York. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite crazy um, from Leeds. Um, but yeah, so from there, she kind of came out of these, these facts to talk about, you know, green engineering, thinking about key areas like data centers, data transfer, device energy talked about green engineering principles and things like that nice because um, you can do things like store things locally like priorities like fog isn't there which is a bit closer than the cloud yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff that you can build in i yeah. love the whole fog analogy it's brilliant isn't it <laughs> it's like a really close cloud <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um but no it's really good and, and just going through the green engineering principles thinking about think about your users where your users are based um how you can optimize you know regions that you're hosting things in as well as generally just thinking about you know if you're going to program a website with loads of graphics loads of animations and like animated gifs think about the the impact of like actually displaying that on on the devices the energy consumption that's based around that that sort of stuff yeah makes sense um so towards the end of the day now we've got those two two talks left um the second to last one uh, was sarah, uh, sarah hadari 
um, and her talk was on digital exclusion in healthcare and how to change it. Yeah. This was an amazing talk. Very important because not everyone has the same level of access to the internet or devices as, as everyone else. So No, exactly. And, um, you know, this was just a really, really nice talk, um, a really nice talk towards the end of the day as well to get people thinking as they leave the conference about, you know, we're taking a digital first approach in a lot of areas since COVID. You know, digital has been an incredible thing. Um, digital first approach has been great through COVID, but also thinking about who that excludes as well as who it who it opens up the possibilities for. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just really interesting. Yeah. And even though smartphones are a lot more common, it's not to say everyone's got one or is able to use them. No. Um, no. Like maybe due to disability or other reasons. But yeah, you, you still see people going to the library and using the computers there and things like that. Yeah. I mean, one of the great things towards the end of her talk she talked about was um, there's, a, there's a thing called the Digital Device Bank, I think it was called, and the Digital data bank where you can now loan devices and data plans to be able to get access to things you otherwise wouldn't be able oh, that's to. that's interesting. Um, so that's really cool. Um, apart from the fact that I had Andy Bell sitting in front of me and blocking my entire view because um, <laughs> he's got a big head. <laughs> um, it was a really amazing talk. Uh, so yeah, so from, from kind of the start, she talked about, you know, one in every five people in the UK are in poverty, which is just an absolutely shocking yeah, figure. Yeah, that is shocking. Um, and talk through what digital exclusion really means. So from your where you're based in the UK, your access to good data, you know, is your data patchy or unreliable? Um, do you have disabilities where you might need screen readers or different devices if you're visually impaired? As well as things like if you're a member of a traveler community, you won't have a fixed address. So how do you get access to healthcare without a fixed address? Yeah. Um, a lot of places, uh, you know, as we're seeing with other areas as well, like banks need an address. Um, if you, you know, yeah. if you want to open a how many account. sign up forms have you have you built with just required by default address on it? Yeah. Exactly, literally everyone I've yeah, built yeah. Ha has had like a requirement for that. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, obviously talked and touched on things like food banks and everything like that, which yeah. is going on at the moment as well. So the conversation was around how can we change things? Um, I didn't realize this figure, but 15% of adults in the, in England have an English literacy level of nine to 11 years old. I didn't know that. Which is a really crazy stat. And, and she was talking very much about how we need to design uh, products to take this into mind. Yeah. So she mentioned um, the plain English, uh, I want to say consortium or something like that, yeah. which is now initiative to really ensure that we use the, the plainest language possible um, to de describe something. So she was using examples on GP websites where things are quite convoluted and not so clear. Yeah. So an example was before the, the text was an information helpline is also operated by ABC Hospital Trust for the convenience of patients. Actually, what you're saying is we also run an information helpline for your convenience. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Just simple tweaks. Um, there's a really good product that Silk Tide have got where you, you Put your domain name in it'll do a bunch of other checks but one of them oh, is right. reading age oh, nice. and it'll break it down by page and then any of the complex ones you can sort and go in and fix them but that's an, what's who's that sorry? silk tide silk tide we'll put it in the show notes because that's yeah, great very very handy that's yeah she talked a lot about health literacy you know your own ability to understand and make decisions about your own health is probably something a lot of us take for granted yeah. Um, first of all, we've got a friend as a doctor, which definitely does help because you <laughs> always ask questions. Um, but, you know, generally just being aware of people's health literacy, not just health literacy, general literacy as well, uh, was really good. Um, she also gave a really good shout out to um, the GovUK um, design standards and talking about single actions per page. 
So simplify technical complexity for people by just asking one thing at, at once from them. Yeah. Um, so things like, you know, when you're ordering your COVID um, tests in the early days, um, what's your NHS number? Okay, we've got that. Now on to what's your address? Now, you know, it's yeah. always a stepped process. Wasn't Quite it? overwhelming seeing everything at once, can't it? Yeah, hugely. Um, and yeah, she closed on a really poignant point, which is to really help influence policy uh, in, in the public space. So internet access as a human right was really something that she shouted out. Um, a lot of stuff is actually becoming digital only in a lot of areas. So giving internet access as a human right is a huge thing. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that was, so I was taught it was amazing. Um, it left me really inspired and, and, and thinking about all the things that we're building these days and thinking about the implications on different user groups. I'll definitely watch that. That yeah. sounds right up my street. Tied really nicely into uh, into the earlier talk from Florence as well around designing as we want. It was just a really, really nice tie into the start of the day as well. Awesome. And then what was the final talk of the day? Wow, we finished on a really fun one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ruth Ruth John finished the day with a, a talk called Day Disco. Um, and I've had the fortune of seeing Ruth talk before actually at, um, at my own I conference, remember, yeah. which was great. Um, and Ruth's really awesome because she, her, her talk style is so relaxed. You know, you just sit, you just want to sit and listen to her for hours, um, just geek out about the web. Awesome. Um, and yeah, Day Disco was basically about using um, audio web APIs to create really fun things. So she pulled out, you know, audio context, oscillators, things like that to create really fun sounds. Awesome. Um, and then she then used that to create essentially a sequencer in the browser. Super cool. Um, did a really cool hat tip to Roland's um, web version of this. I don't know if you've seen it, but they've got all yeah, that. Yeah, I think I've seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the 808 thing. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you've got you've got the TR, you've got all, all of them actually. Yeah, but um, she used the TR909 as an example on there. But you've got all the old all the Roland drum machines available in the browser to program. Amazing. Just fucking cool. Um, <laughs> and then she did a really cool tie into that where she plugged in a MIDI device and used the MIDI API to then control the drum machine. There's definitely some... MIDI fans at the web browser companies because that's not a high priority item, no. is it? <laughs> no. Like, let's bake MIDI in. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, MIDI support is so good now where you can you can map it all up like that's any amazing. sort of controller. Yeah, you can you can see the intersection between music geeks <laughs> yeah, yeah. and web, Definitely. web browsers. That's their 20% time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Roland Studio, it was called, sorry. Roland, uh, Roland Studio. Nice. So, yeah. We'll put that in the show notes, but it's, it's, you could lose hours to it. It's a time sink and a half. You can just have so much fun with it. Nice. Um, but then she also used um, the web API to look at like gain levels of audio waves and then use that to then power like lights and visuals oh, amazing. in the browser. I like that. Um, and then the disco came alive, uh, yeah. which was great. Um, she, she used Chic actually in one of the samples, which I thought, well, actually stream gone because <laughs> <laughs> YouTube copyright is going to be all over that. <laughs> I'm a big fan of DMX controlled lights. Been looking at smoke machines and all sorts. So oh, that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can geek out about this for sure. Um, so yeah, awesome. really, really great end to the day. Really fun end to the day. Um, she, yeah, talk, finishing on web MIDI was just really fun. I'm sure about ten or twenty people left immediately bought a MIDI device and started <laughs> playing around with it. Um, so when's the next FF Conf? 
Um, I, I'm not sure the exact date, but I imagine it'll be around um, November, um, yep. which will be which will be amazing. So November 2023. Um, it was on the 11th, I think, this time around. Um, What's the sort of ballpark of the tickets? Um, I think it's about 150 to 200, from what I remember. Nice. But um, as always, super accessible. Scholarship tickets available. Uh, minority um, and diversity tickets available, as far as I remember. Um, super amazing event. You'll get speaking to everyone. Everyone's super friendly. Um, the the post social event is a really nice um, space on the on the promenade, so you get to see the sea and awesome. you get to have a drink in the fresh air. Oh, yeah, I mean that sounds lovely. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was just a really great really great day, um, and I got to meet um, some lovely people there as well, which was some cool. nice drinks and chicken wings and people. Yeah, yeah. What more could you ask for <laughs> from a conference? Well, exactly. Um, but yeah, easily one of my one of my favourite conferences. Um, so get stuck in. It was sold out this year. It will sell out next year. Definitely get get there early so you don't miss out. Awesome. I think I'll be there next time. Cool. Or we can we can live it in person. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, Josh. Thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks very much for listening. That was another episode of Offscript. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and all the rest. Thank you.